Hello, everybody. Turn this up in my headphones, Charles. Turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, and not just any fantasy today, because today we've got some special... Spoiler-free, fun, fantasy shenanigans going on with a shenanigans. Shenanigans. You know we love shenanigans here on the Friends Talking Fantasy <laughs> Podcast. And what is more shenanigany than the Who Would Win <laughs> Fantasy Scenario Matchup Generator? <laughs> TM. <laughs> yes right <laughs> trademark yes <laughs> don't forget the trademark don't forget the okay. trademark yes. guys so, so it's yes, it's ahead. been a while charles yeah uh, I, I can try to explain it you usually do a better job of explaining our i segments. can explain yeah. it if you want me to so it. here's yeah. how it works guys this is the who would win a series what we do is we have a list of characters from books that we have read throughout our career here on Friends Talking Fantasy, and then career. characters from popular uh, fantasy shows and series uh, in popular culture. And we also have a list of different competitions, scenarios, and we generate random characters, we generate a random scenario, and then we speculate who would win. We have no idea what's coming up. This is all improv. Improv. Totally improv. Total max out shenanigans. Maybe friends creating fantasy is the most yeah. shenanigan thing we do. This is a very close second, though. So <laughs> let's not yes. delay any further. Dylan's going to generate the scenario. I'm going to generate the characters. Dylan, whenever you're ready, go ahead and give us that first list of characters. all right time to get that generator pump in beep boop beep wow we're starting strong here charles it's who would be a better podcast duo oh. which means that we're going to select two groups of two and speculate on who would win the podcast award or something like that it's basically just who would make the better podcast who would be more successful okay who would we rather listen to that kind of stuff i guess uh, who do we have here charles what characters sure so our first podcast duo is one that i'm honestly kind of interested in exploring here the first co-host we have is someone who this is their first time in the who would win scenario generator and they are from a book that we very recently read from an author named john gwynn this is a character from the shadow of the gods this is elvar incredible john gwynn yes elvar from shadow of the gods (laughs) yeah and in the in the second chair in the co-hosts of this podcast we have a long time favorite here on who would win and on friends talking fantasy if you listen closely you might be able to hear that click tap drag 
pain as he's stumbling through to his chair. Let's hope there's not stairs along the way. Of course, I am referring to Inquisitor Galacta. So we have Galacta and Elvar on our first podcasting to him it's very interesting i think lakta would have some advice for elvar about the pursuit of glory (laughs) well oh yes yes that's so well said charles yeah there's a lot of pursuit of glory to the story we won't spoil anything here this will be spoiler free Mm -hmm. but even at the start of both of these stories we have Glockta from the first law who has already been a glorious hero that everyone adored, but has since been really badly injured. Right. And now he it, he has a, had a lot of time to reflect on how important all of that glory and adoration <laughs> actually was or really was not for uh, the big picture. And he's always going around asking himself, why do I do this? <laughs> and it's funny because he's with a person who is a much younger warrior who is currently in the pursuit of glory battle herself fame. in Elvar. Yes, battle fame. Well said, Charles. <laughs> and yeah, Elvar is grappling with a lot of these things as well. And she's, though not in uh, these exact words, I you know, we said on that episode where if you have read, by the way, The Shadow of the Gods definitely had... Good idea to check out the episode we did with uh, Sam Bookenhand, who is phenomenal, awesome reviewer. And we discussed how Elvar has very complicated motivations that she's still figuring out. And I think she's asking herself quite a bit whether she's doing it in these words or not. Why do I do that? That could be the name so of their show. I feel like, yes, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, Charles. I was like, why do I do this with Glockta and Elvar? So I, that is Charles, a, how is this other, po- yes, that, I would so listen every episode. That is a tough one to top, but we're going to try it here because our other <laughs> podcasting duo in the first hot seat as one of the co-hosts of this show, we have someone from perhaps one of the the most famous fantasy series in modern popular culture. Of course, I'm referring to Game of Thrones. And who do we have in the chair but none other than the mother of dragons herself. I'm talking Daenerys Targaryen. Wow. Yes, big news here. We got Daenerys in the seats. Then we have on our second chair a co-host, another first timer in the Who Would Win generator, another character from The Shadow of the Gods by John Gwynn. This huh. time we have Varg. So we have Daenerys and we have Varg as our second chair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I just don't know what those two would talk about as much i mean Um, they've both faced a decent amount of adversity um yeah i don't want to get i mean it's game of thrones yeah so i don't really feel like there's spoilers but i don't i'm not going to get into it anyway yeah so i mean daenerys and varg have similar beginnings in in terms of like they're starting out at the bottom you know and, and and they're and they're dealing with that um but yeah, like you said, I'm I'm not sure if they have much to go on here. I think we've, I think you. Get, I mean, yeah. let's just give it to Elvar and Glock. Yeah, I yeah, mean, come yeah. on. That's such a for cool, all the reasons uh, the, that the you've generator. Stated. Yeah, 
Yeah. The generator just really, sometimes the generator giveth, sometimes it taketh away. And the generator really giveth with that uh, first one. Yeah. So let's why just, do I do this with it's Eldar not even worth, yeah. why That's do I got do, a ring yeah. to it. Like, let's not even speculate oh, yeah. any further. That's the show, guys. They win. I would listen to that. Definitely. I would listen to every episode. Me too. Yeah. I'm a fan. Two amazing characters by two incredible authors. You so. know, and Galacta would be and... very scathing in his commentary. And Elvar yes. would not be phased by it. She'd be able to take it yes. and then like can like power through, you know. So I think that dynamic alone. Sometimes <laughs> it's, you could get someone paired with Galacta and be like, what are you so mean? Or like, what are you talking about? But Elvar, I think, could not only like go with it, but also give Glockta a bit of a a bit of a hard time as well. Like really and pushing learn. him on his insecurities and learn. And I think she would learn. And I because I guess I spoke on that Child of the Gods episode a little bit about how I relate a lot to Elvar. And <laughs> I feel like I learn a lot from reading about Glockta. And I feel like I'd learn a lot from hearing Glockta talk to Elvar. So Agreed. I, That's a yeah. good fan fiction right there. The two of them meeting and talking. Oh, yeah. So, all right. See. Thank you, Fantasy Scenario Generator. <laughs> yeah that's a good one why do i do this why do i Elvar do this Elvar there we go all yes. right what do we have next uh, in terms of let's a competition pumping let's get it going beep boop beep Babe, we've boop. got a fist fight a good old-fashioned fist fight charles good old-fashioned no weapons fist fight. no weapons this one is funny and very one-sided but it's a funny image to put in our heads uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think Abercrombie probably like has thought about this in his brain when writing the first law. And I bring up Abercrombie because our first oh, character God. is none other than guys. There's no other way to say it. The bloody nine himself. Oh, the cha- like Bethod's champion, right? This is a guy who's fought many battles and beat up a lot of people with his fists. <laughs> and that's Loki nine fingers. Can I guess who the second person you is? You can. I feel like it's going to be like Harry Potter or oh, something. Oh, you're close. Or like it's, right? Wrong series, okay, like, but right sentiment. Uh, this, okay. It's from Lord of the well, Rings. Who is it? And it is... Is it Gandalf? No, it's no. Frodo and oh, Sam. Frodo, Frodo, Frodo. We, yes, we have yes. Frodo, oh, and, Frodo, we have and, Frodo Sam and Sam as a duo. Uh, gotcha. So, so I mean, they have the power in numbers, but <laughs> I don't think right. It's like the little lowly hero against the bloody nine. Yeah. Oh, so Sam. Oh god, this is a funny matchup. <laughs> I feel for it's Sam. Kind of like the spirit it, it encapsulates like the themes of Lord of the Rings yes. and the themes of Abercrombie's first law at the same time because Frodo and Sam go up against. The biggest evil ever, and yeah. it's only through the humble, pure-hearted spirit of the hobbits that they were able to persevere. And their friendship, Charles. Right. And, and it's because friendship. they were so under- underestimated as hobbits that they were able to succeed, right? And then yes. <laughs> you have Logan Ninefingers, who comes from a series where it's like, yeah, the biggest guy's going to win and is going to brutally destroy you, no matter how hopeful you yeah. are, no matter how pure your intentions are. So I think oh, depending God. on who's writing this story... <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking 
thing you do. If it's written by Tolkien, then Sam would Sam and Frodo together would find a way through the power of love and friendship. Yeah. And if it's written by Abercrombie, it's gonna get gory. Yeah. Logan's so, gonna you know, brutalize Frodo and Sam. He's gonna like, like smash yeah. them together until they're like a pulp oh, no, or something. Charles. Yeah, we can't, he would hold oh. no punches on how graphic and I think because Abercrombie's writing Logan versus Frodo and Sam specifically, he would go very over the top with the yes, violence. He would. And I think he would really enjoy it too. I think it would be a fun read if you're open to <laughs> gore. That twisted <laughs> yeah. Abercrombie brain. Yeah. Just, oh, I would I love can imagine to what he challenge Abercrombie to write a fight scene like, you know, the shield. Tweet at him from your personal, yeah. Charles. Oh, Tweet at him from your personal. He would not pay attention, but it would be like a shield he circle, would not. right? A, a battle circle of Logan versus Frodo and Sam and be like, write that scene and tell He's, us what happens. <laughs> and he, I would, You know, he, he would, sorry, on Abercrombie, I've checked this. He's only liked, I think, 20 some odd tweets in his like many year existence <laughs> on Twitter. Right. So he's like, yeah, he's... Uh, he, he beats to his own drum, Joe Abercrombie. Yeah, he he's does. not out there, like, responding to our lowly tweet. Though, well, we did get one. We did we get a, one. we did get some uh, reaction from him I, back in yeah, the day. I tweeted, like, what is the Pulitzer, <laughs> like, what has the Pulitzer committee been doing? Like, <laughs> and Abercrombie was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and I was, this is like way early. You remember this, Charles. I was freaking out. I was like... Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're just embarrassing themselves at this point. So <laughs> I think yeah, that I was like, one moment at, of glory at Lord Grimdark. Like how yeah. how gory would a, if you wrote a battle scene between Logan versus Frodo and Sam? How gory would you get? And see what he says because I think he'd be oh, like yeah. very. I'll retweet it from the FDF account. <laughs> All right, or whatever well, that. I might I, do that. St- everybody, you gonna do it? I, I might. I have to phrase it in a way okay. that it's like you know endearing and and fun. And just like, yeah, wait, so wait. Yeah, but I'd time. be like, if you were going to write this, how gory would you yeah. get? Implying that I already know that he's going to have Logan destroy Frodo and Sam. But it's like, to what extent? <laughs> I think mm, is the yeah. is the thing there. How would he do it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> That's how like violent would he like, get? Like how how yeah. brutalized would Frodo and Sam get? <laughs> oh God! Where there's probably so many listeners just like. Like wanting to cry. I would be like, there, Charles, be listening like, to us talk about like this. Frodo clutched, hand shaking, <laughs> mithril vests, <laughs> and, and just like yeah, the mithril <sighs> vest gets destroyed. <laughs> All that stuff. So it's brutal. Yep. So that's a good. That's a fun one. Heavily one sided, but no less fun to speculate. So another fantastic. <laughs> delivery uh from the generator generator is on fire today yeah it's on fire today yeah so let's see what the next thing we get is dylan what is our next contest in the who would win get pumping beep boop beep Boop. cards a game Pick of three. cards but i don't know why we do this where it's like we <laughs> we've had this multiple times we just have cards <laughs> like it's not like texas hold'em or like like where are they doing go fish or <laughs> they're doing some... it's like it's very different uh, let's say like poker right poker um yeah what some cunning that requires some Texas kind Holden. of cleverness uh, cunning cunning right so we've got three people 
uh, at the poker table. The first is mm. not from a fantasy book, actually. We are drawing on one of our like bigger pop culture reference characters here. Mm. This is one who is no stranger to the Who Would Win scenario generator and who's won a few times and lost as oh. well. I'm talking about the main character from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Ooh. all that stuff. Goku in the mix today. Goku. Cards, not his nice. strong suit. No, no, not at all. <laughs> He's going to have a tough go. Our next character in the mix is someone from one of the most classic fantasy series of all time. Well-loved in the community. I'm referring to, of course, Wheel of Time. You may see him um, arguing with Fa'il about whether or not to keep his oh. beard. Should he choose the hammer God. or the axe? These are the ethical dilemmas that you will face <laughs> When you're reading Perrin Ebara from <laughs> the Wheel of Time, guys. So we got Perrin and Goku. Ethical dilemmas. <laughs> Charles, is that an ethical dilemma that you deal with often, whether or not to shave your beard? <laughs> that, that's probably the most I can relate to Perrin, honestly. Um, <laughs> oh, the reluctant leadership, though, Charles. The reluctant you're leadership, Perrin. by people as a Perrin type. Like, you've been told on Twitter, people have called you a Perrin Well, type. I have championed Perrin as a character many times on air on the show, for sure. So I can I can appreciate that. I like Perrin. I think he's, like, created this trope in fantasy that has persi- become a trope since and has created some... Great has influenced like, many I characters. I don't want it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want, want it. it. I don't. Yeah, exactly. So love the parents types out there in the world. And then this next one, Dylan, is a character that both you and I have been championing adamantly oh. ever since we picked this series up very yes. recently. Rin from the Poppy War. Rin right? from the Poppy War. You nailed it. That's exactly correct. Yeah. So our three characters so, are Goku, Perrin, and Rin from the Poppy War. It's Rin. It's Rin. It's it, Rin. Yeah, it's Rin. It, like, is it even... She would do whatever it takes. She would cheat if she had to. Goku would and definitely And she's smarter than them anyway. he's not educated. Yeah. Perrin does surprise us with his strategy, but he doesn't... You know, he can't read people, which a no, lot of card games require. he's just a straightforward... Right. Yeah. He's too straight, too narrow. Rin would play Perrin like a fiddle. <laughs> fiddle. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're, we're on it today, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> he she would just bol- like bulldoze right over him and just take him for every cent he has yeah and she would be totally okay with that <laughs> yeah she'd be like well i shouldn't uh, have played cards against me of my own heart <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what i would try it's to like, do it's like oh parents so- <laughs> parent would have a tail he'd like scratch his beard or something yes, when he had a bad yes. hand <laughs> And Fayil would be oh well I don't I don't know if that's spoilery or what but uh, <laughs> but yes let's uh, yes Rin would Rin would absolutely destroy both of them no mercy she's smart she's capable she's willing to do what it takes she's Machiavellian we mm-hmm. like to say on here I mean what what could stop her from taking Perrin and Goku to town and just walking out of there <laughs> with every cent they right. own? I feel like, yeah. No. So anyway, Goku, Poppy War by Rebecca Kwong. Poppy RF War by Kwong, Rebecca Kwong. One of our favorite series. Check it out. Please Great check it out if you... Series. Yes. Big fans. Morally gray. I feel like, you know, while Goku, like would, while Goku would obviously lose, I, he would lose with grace. You know, he'd be like, oh, I guess I lost. Ha ha ha. And like scratch 
his head and stuff. Be like, oh, I lose again. And that's like, funny. And, and Rin might get bothered by that a little bit. She'd be like, why aren't you ooh. like in tears that I'm taking all of yes. your money? And he's like, well, money's not I everything. Agree. You know, I just, <laughs> I just like competing. You know, I, I think their philosophies like, on life are yeah. at odds. Rin with would each be other. like competing. Yeah, competing is about being the winner. Yeah, it's like I and must destroy Goku is like it's the you love of the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that she wouldn't be able to like destroy Goku's like uh sense of security moral, yeah. Yeah. Like, and well being. Yeah, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like moral fortitude. It's like I will break you, Goku, Goku's and he'll be like, Look, sometimes you lose that game. Some of the strongest yeah. in speculative fiction. Like many people have tried to break yeah goku's like you know right. calm demeanor and have often been like Bleh! like you know like done that funny anime thing where they just like kind of fall a little bit be like yeah. oh i can't get to this guy he's like an impenetrable wall and that's mostly because in part of his ignorance like and part of his innocence yeah, yeah. so naive naivete exactly so Ooh. they're a fun little matchup like if it was just a test of like mental strength rin might break trying to break goku but if it's cards <laughs> If it's cards, yes, Rin but all a the broken way. Rin is even more dangerous, Charles. Oh yeah, you act like breaking Rin is a good thing <laughs> no, for her opponent. No, it's once not she breaks, good. it's even worse for them. <laughs> yeah, so that that's be an what you want to avoid. And Goku's come her. up with enemies that are like that, you know, uh, like Frieza and Cell and all that. But Rin, Rin is dangerous <laughs> when pushed to her limits. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> who knows where that would go poor Perrin but that is stuck yeah. in the middle oh, yeah. of all this Perrin's not only not winning but he's also like breaking instantly so it's like it is what it is with him but uh big parent fan <laughs> just not right for this matchup so there we go the guys. generator's killing it today yeah yeah like, you know i think we've got like some great characters in here now we've like edited it so we're getting these good matchups and yeah it's just it's it's like a it's an algorithm right it's constantly learning and getting smarter and evolving Ooh, over time. Trademark. That's right. And that's the trademark right there. The secret sauce of the Who Would Win Generator. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get another one in there. Congratulations to Rin for winning cards against Perrin and hey. Goku. <laughs> There's few things I'll pick against Rin on. And, right? Yeah. I'm, cards is not one of them. She's, she knows how to win. And cards yeah. is definitely and not one of them. And like, she's very you clever. Know, she's trained at, oh God, the school. It's staring guards. I'm going to forget. Searing? Synagogue. Synagogue. Thank you. Yeah, she trained at Synagogue, like the most prestigious school in the Poppy War universe. So she's vastly more. And and battle tactics, too, which I think tactics will just translate to to cards. So, yeah. If we didn't need more reasons to pick Rin. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's so, like, I'm glad we took the time to talk about, like, Rin and Goku and, like, do a little process uh journey not just destination right, here right. Uh, despite what rin might think yeah <laughs> and yeah right. i i'm glad we took the time and uh, hopefully if nothing else a few people uh, like almost nothing brings me more joy than when people say that we got them to read the poppy war right like, which like we've gotten we've gotten some of that and we we get abercrombie and stuff a lot which is unsurprising like we always talk about how amazing abercrombie is but i feel like it, the the poppy war is one that i don't know just like i feel like still needs more buzz even though it's nominated for hugo uh so <laughs> it's like come on yeah so yeah. anyway yeah best series great uh, series yeah. for, so. and we're gonna get I some kind of show movie yeah. something in the future yes yeah so. 
I'm excited. Rebecca Kwong's working on that um, like dark academia novel now. Too, okay, that, okay. I'm just very excited about that coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, she's someone that you and I are going to be auto buying every. <laughs> we'll be book. buying. Well, hopefully, reading, we can discussing. try to get an arc or something. But yeah, we'd yeah. Love but to. even if not, yeah. we'll just buy a copy and and talk about it as soon. Yeah. Very well said. Always happy to champion her work. Yeah. It's hard to call her All a right, rising well, star when she's already nominated for a Hugo. I know. But she's only but just she's younger started. than us. And yeah, she's that's younger her first than us. published fantasy like, work, yeah. right? So like, she's got more to give, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. So, All right. Let's, speaking of pumped, <laughs> let's get that generator pumping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> beep, Here boop, beep. Okay, we've got a duel with weapons. Ooh, Jones. duel with weapons. This is very exciting here. I, you know, I am super pumped for this because it's it's just classic good old duel with weapons. But our first character in the generator is not one you would associate with violence. If anything, Ursula Le Guin, the author of this book, is anti-violence mm. and made a point to yes. not have any duels or fights or anything like that with weapons. But we're going to put the character in the throes of it anyway. I'm referring to, of course, Ged. And then mm. perhaps through some poetic justice here, we have another wizard in the mix. This will be a duel and the weapons will be wands and staffs and things. And, of course, when you think of wizard, there, there's no more famous wizard in all of the land than Harry Potter. We have Ged mm. versus Harry Potter. I think... The generator's yeah, okay, on fire so I'm thinking today. a young... Okay, here's... Yeah, the generator's killing it. <laughs> I'm thinking a young Ged. So, there's no spoilers. Right. We're starting at the beginning here. Yep. Ged is a proactive upstart who really pursues everything, who's kind of insecure and <laughs> wants to prove himself constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know anyone like that. So the, <laughs> the Ged is out there just trying his hardest and really taking initiative and training at things. And, and being naturally be very Harry, And being naturally gifted, yeah. yes. So is Harry Potter in terms of the natural gifts. However, when I think about Harry Potter, I think about a person who is a passive participant in his own story. Let's mm -hmm. be honest here. It starts very early on with, you're a wizard, Harry. Someone has to tell him. Mm -hmm. And then he gets whisked away on this magical journey. And I won't tell you everything that happens <laughs> because of spoilers and stuff. But let's just say, you know, his story, his story Okay, this is, can I do Harry Potter prologue stuff <laughs> without feeling like I'm spoiling here, Charles? Yeah, can I go for it? Yeah, I mean, okay. everyone knows the premise right. of Harry Potter. I wouldn't go past the premise. Yes. Well, the premise is that Voldemort killed his parents. Yes. And that he is the chosen one with a big scar on, lightning scar on his forehead because he was a baby when his like when his parents got killed by this evil dark lord that everyone's afraid to say the name of, mm -hmm. but it's like, come on, like just say it. And uh, the the whole story is based around something that just like happened to Harry when he was a baby without him doing anything, and that trend continues of just like everyone telling Harry things, doing things for Harry, the world just rotating around him. Mm. Ged is out there taking initiative, and he'd probably train for this fight, 
And if we're be, it depends who's writing again, right? Because it's like if, <laughs> because let's be real here, uh, Harry would just fall ass back. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. I think you could say um, ass, <laughs> but okay, he just fell ass backward into like succeeding at everything and never had to face any actual. Okay, I mean his parents got killed, so I'll give him a little crap. But you know what I'm saying? Like uh, he just everything falls into his lap. It feels like. Well, and, okay, okay, okay. I hear what you're saying, and I knew right away you were going to be Team Ged, and that's fine. <laughs> so to play the devil's advocate here, okay. so don't take this personally when I start defending I Harry Potter, because okay, here's the thing I'll about Harry Potter. Harry Potter, without getting into any plot details, has a lot of combat experience. He's faced a lot of deadly foes throughout this eight-book-long or seven-book-long, however long Harry Potter is, series. He's defeated creatures, like evil forces, all kinds of, of challenges. He's competed and, you know, done very well. And yes, a lot of that can be attributed to natural talents and <laughs> passive gifts and things like that. But he's also got a pretty good record in terms of combat experience and duels whereas Ged if anything has like none he lives in a world where the author purposefully avoided conflict and yes there mm. you know Ged has shown to have like very strong natural abilities and great power but can he then turn that against someone maybe arguably also very powerful in magic to, to fight a duel in combat like it's one thing to do impressive things with magic and uh you know summon things and conjure things and do cool spells and all that but it's another thing to like actually be in a duel against someone and depending on what part of history we choose harry potter he has a lot of experience in dueling in combat whether passively or proactively so I feel like, like you said, it depends on who's writing this. You could make a case for both. But, like, in terms of, like, canon experience, you know, I, I tend to like to give things towards people that actually have experience. And I'm leaning towards Harry Potter in this one. That makes that makes more sense than I was hoping it would. <laughs> um, I, so, to, you're probably right, Charles. Mm. And uh, I think that yeah, you've uh, been dragging. I think me if you put Harry this through Potter a Twitter poll, and, Harry Potter's gonna win in a landslide. But. Yeah, Harry Potter's gonna win every Twitter poll because <laughs> he's Harry Potter, yeah. and people will be like, "Who's get?" <laughs> uh, but the the point, I don't know. I I, I want to say you're right, Charles. We'll give it to Harry Potter, and I also want to explain to the our wonderful listeners that Charles has been dragging me to Harry Potter things since his birth. Like, what age was that <laughs> oh, birthday? Party? I have no idea. Like, Whenever that book came out, two thousand. Uh, the movie wait, came out two thousand one, two thousand two. Is it the first one that you had that birthday party? And I think took so. Us? Yeah, I think I so. It. Harry Potter. And the first movie. I want to figure out how first movie. Work. It's called the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I, I'm a fantasy podcaster, everyone. First movie, okay. guys. This is what we get. <laughs> so we were nine. So like, or you might have been turning ten or so. What? Or maybe not. yeah, nine probably depends 10. on when it came out i feel like it came out like yeah. when i was turning 10 so can we see the date it came out 
November 14th. Okay. That's not around your birthday. No, it's not. Maybe it was one of the later movies. Maybe. But either anyway. way, those movies came out early 2000s. So you can imagine. Yes, it's like and you dragged me to 15 them. 15 plus years ago. <laughs> hey, you go. were invited. You could have said yes. no. <laughs> That's a thing of an invitation. <laughs> As a child. I, I Anyway, I wanted to go because I wanted to do it with you, Charles. I appreciate that. Because it's your birthday. And I imagine I didn't make too much of a fuss, I hope. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> good. So I guess it wasn't memorable <laughs> that I, I guess I did okay. Right. So anyway, I'm making a fuss now to make up for it. <laughs> and uh, Charles, uh, but I'll also say you're right. I guess Harry wins, but Look, I'm not happy. About I can it. see scenarios in which Ged wins, and I love Ged as a character, and I think he has more than enough magical ability to defeat Harry Potter. It's just a matter of being combat ready, which you can make the yeah. case for Harry. And I think public court of public opinion will reside with Harry. So I just had to, I, and then I just I feel like I have to represent Harry a little bit here. Uh, I know so. you've been doing it for like decades yeah. with me. So. so we'll give it to yeah. Harry Potter for now with a little asterisk, you know, so it is what it is. But that that yeah. was a great matchup, though. I, I, oh, the generator is freaking killing, it today. killing Some, it. We've had episodes. Yeah, we've had episodes where we're like, oh, my. like we'd get off the air and we'd be like, dude, like what was the generator doing? Too, like that, they wasn't giving us anything. But today, it's like Doing on quite well. fire. Yeah, quite well. Yeah, I couldn't. I wouldn't have thought to pit Ged and Harry Potter together, and it's a great matchup in a duel. In a duel. Yeah. Well, what, what Ursula is- and Ursula has a history with like, Ursula. Unfortunately, has has passed, uh, and but when they asked her about Harry Potter and like how people were talking about how novel and new harry potter was and how exciting it was for the fantasy genre and to have like us stuff and it's like a a young chosen one type it's like and ursula was like what <laughs> like and then like she said because i don't think i think jk from what i don't obviously i don't know any of these people personally for uh, but i got the sense that ursula from reading about this ursula thought that JK did not really give a lot of credit to her uh, like predecessors and possible inspirations. And Ursula said, there's a quote that's like, Ursula said something like, yeah, like that hurt. Mm. Like it hurt that she didn't like ever say that this story was very similar to the one that I wrote and that she yeah. didn't give credit to someone who wrote this a long, long time before she ever picked up a pet you know or yeah ursula know, definitely pen, you know what i mean i mean as a one female author in fantasy and two a highly successful yeah. mega talented one from way back right. in the 60s it's like like when it was paving the way not even to, for fantasy yeah. but for young adults as a genre too right like come like definitely all any like young adult author in fantasy today is kind of standing on her shoulders and then a little bit of a way because she was just pioneering the whole thing and she did a fantastic job so um super supportive of her yeah it's interesting to put those two together and see how the times have changed and how fantasy has has changed and they're they're two very interesting characters to compare so ged and harry there we go so, Dylan, why don't we generate another another scenario here? We've got time yeah, for generate. another one. Oh, yeah. 
We'll get that pump in. Beep, boop. Beep, beep. Boop. Beep, boop, boop. We've got a drinking contest here, Charles. Oh, these ones are fun. I always like the these. The drinking contests are fun. And this one, too, is a very interesting matchup as well. I'm not sure who would win on this one. So we're going to have to do some speculating here. I think, uh, I think I know who you're going to choose. Uh, so <laughs> You usually do. <laughs> so <laughs> And in on one end of the table, okay, we've got someone who is from their own series, right? The the titular character of the series. Ooh. And this is someone who dips a little more into the science fiction realm. This is uh, someone who, I don't know, would I be would agree with me saying someone is something some nebulous yeah. in between they referred to themselves as it it so know, yeah and then so what we have I mean, here yeah. is of course you know we had the honor of talking about this book with fiction fans way back in the day my yeah. parents still bring that episode up even though it was a long <laughs> time ago I, I think they like listen to that and stop listening this is murder like yeah how, how do you top talking murder bot with sarah and lily exactly fans you don't yeah the the pinnacle and yeah no i mean and definitely if if you haven't checked out fiction fans yet which i imagine there's uh, Mm -hmm. i imagine a overwhelming uh number of our listeners are listening to them too uh but definitely check them out and if you haven't read murder bot by all systems it's quick systems read read. the first one quick read very entertaining and that's what we'll be drawing on today to defend murder bot in this drinking contest against Guys, this is one of the characters you probably wouldn't want to go against for anything. They have it all. Mm. Super tall, super muscular, exotic red hair, exotic blue eyes, a man of, like, I I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but a man of prophecy and legend. Mm. Of course, I'm talking about Rand Al Thor from the oh, wheel he was of in a time. drinking contest before <laughs> he was against ari from the king killer chronicle and <laughs> you had to listen to me try to say ari would win and you're like she's emaciated dylan and i'm like is the thing about ari is that and it's not which character like it's not like who likes ari the most competition <laughs> i'd win that one yeah. It's a drinking contest, but you might actually have a case this time around because I have a feeling here you're going to start defending Murder, murder bot, bot on this one. Yeah, and I think you have Rand a very good case for this a, one. Yeah, yeah, you're a notorious Rand apologist, Charles. <laughs> we know that. Look, you're, you're trying like to Perrin, say Rand like, would lose to Ari in a drinking contest. This is not going <laughs> to ever happen. It will never ever happen. <laughs> Rand oh. is a giant. So, okay. <laughs> His body I, mass I, index is crazy. He, he can down <laughs> he can contain more alcohol. It's just fact. <laughs> but Murderbot is part robot. So Right. Well, yeah. Inorganic parts. Yeah. I really don't I mean, who knows with the canon and things like that. There is canon with Rand, especially we're talking early on in book one, Rand like drinking and like you know, blushing like he's always doing and turning red and being like, oh, golly gee, me, like, here I am, Rand, a little too drunk. It's <laughs> like, so there's, there, there is precedence for Rand, despite his uh, blue eyes, getting, <laughs> getting his red hair and his six foot, whatever he is. Like, uh, the, despite all of that, we know he can, within reason, get, pretty uh and we also know that murder bot like 
has organic parts and inorganic parts, so I imagine can drink alcohol. But are we really thinking that this killing machine, you know, it's a... Uh, murder bot is a sec unit, so more about security and stuff. But still, this giant murder bot is getting drunk easily at all? Like, no, there's no way. I think that it's, like, not even a contest. Murder bot drinks Rand under the table, and Rand loses at something for the first time in (laughs) his life. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree. I'm going to say murder bot because of, like, there's the inorganic parts that comes into this right so there's a lot that Murderbot can um kind of rely on that an organic being like rand could not i don't even know if Murderbot can is capable of getting drunk maybe i would love to see uh this scene play out from like a martha wells style Murderbot diary entry where like this people all gathered around one of the many famous taverns in wheel of time cheering them on they've got like just a stack of bottles and cups and rand is like you know they're sitting across from each other taking you know taking shots yeah and Murderbot rand's blushing as red as his hair and Murderbot is just confused and like just wants to like leave and watch tv and (laughs) doesn't understand like (laughs) i keep drinking this thing like it's some kind of accomplishment and everyone's cheering and i'm just really uncomfortable like they're making me do this i don't really want to i'd rather just like go back and watch tv and and then rand being like i will beat you Murderbot. (laughs) i just but maybe rand who knows knows i don't want to get too far into it but rand might have some abilities in his back pocket to cancel out he might but eventually Murderbot's winning this one i i am happy to give it to Murderbot as well i I, and if we are going to get a fanfic of this i would love it from like the Murderbot martha wells voice from Murderbot's perspective style because i think it'd be so interesting to juxtapose like the classic fantasy element of a drinking contest in a tavern with rand and then insert murder bot <laughs> like who suffers from social anxiety and also like can't get drunk and like is yeah. like in this bizarre fish out of water scenario so that would be a great story and murder bot would win beautiful uh unless Murderbot just like gets up and leaves early or something, and Rand is like, "Ah, oh, I win." She leaves, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. But uh, that, I don't want that to happen. That's they leave. Fun. Yeah, they yeah, leave. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. It is tough with the pronouns with Murderbot. We were like all episode trying <laughs> our best to do to do that. Right. right. It's very tough. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah. But we're trying, Charles, we're and that's trying. what it's all about. That's we're doing well, our best. So. They. And I was speaking at, but, from Rand's and voice honestly, also. You, and oh, yes. Rand would definitely... Rand, Rand would mispronounce, would well, I would think. Not probably, intentionally. Honestly, not from a, Not intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Rand, I think, has, w- would have a little bit to learn. Because Rand's never had to actually stop and think about anything <laughs> in his life. Uh, but he still does anyway, even though... And he uh, would try, and he would do the right thing. He, and, he would try. Yeah, yeah, he, eventually. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy. He, he's always doing his best. He means well. He means well, exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, he's just a shepherd from the two rivers. Just a what humble can we expect from six him? foot something, Sheep super herder. muscular shepherd from the two rivers, guys. That's all. Super yeah. humble. So, with that being said, congratulations to Murderbot <laughs> on your victory in a drinking contest against Rand. Not easy to beat Rand. So, hats off. No. Hats, hats off to you, Murderbot. And I think we have time for one more. We'll give it one more. So Charles. let's give it one more. What do we have? All right. Beep boop. Beep 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 boop. What? Oh, Charles! Uh, 
This is good. All right, what do we have? A battle royale Ooh. with pick four, Charles. Pick, pick four, four here. All right, let's do this. The first character in this Thunderdome battle to the death is someone that I'm already listening to Dylan desperately trying to promote that this character would somehow win and survive. Of course, I'm talking about... Is it Denna? Nope, it's Ari. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ari from the King Killer Chronicles. I'm already okay. here, so prepare. I'll your prepare my arguments. Now. Yeah, I'll prepare it while because you're going on up other against stuff. Ari is another magical woman, but from a very different series. This is someone who is not uh, shy of battle and who is very confident, very strong, very powerful magic user. I am referring to mm. Yennefer from the Witcher Ooh. saga. Interesting. So we have Yennefer. We have Ari. And then we have, wow. So the fantasy generator continues to deliver because we have two more characters entering the Battle Royale Thunderdome-esque fight to death here. Two more women in fantasy, two magic users, two characters Mm. from uh, the Wheel of Time. We have Moraine Hmm. and we have Egwene. Oh, Wow, Moraine and Egwene. Yeah, two two of the best in my or two of my favorite characters in the Wheel of Time. Arc, I mean, they were both S tier when we did that Wheel of Time. Yeah, they're great characters. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have Ari, awesome. we have Yennefer, we have Egwene, and we have Moraine. It's an interesting Four crew. Okay, interesting crew. I'm actually willing to say that. And I, Charles, you'll, I'm sure you have some process, like how it would all play out going through mm-hmm. your head right now. When I, and I'm thinking about this, who would win stuff? I'm thinking like, I actually don't have a good case for Ari in this one. <laughs> wow. She gets out okay. Only one gets it, out well, okay. <laughs> oh, no, Charles, not Ari. How, you really think anyone could hurt Ari? I think if anyone could, people, it's Yennefer. Uh, I think Hmm. Yennefer is the most, dare I say, realistic about these things. Moraine, too, actually. I would think Moraine also could be a little cold-blooded when she had had to be. to, yeah. Yeah. So I think those are... Egwene can kind of do it, too, but I feel like Egwene would want to be friends with would want to be friends with yeah, Ari. Those two would get along. I think, along. honestly, although we know, you know, I, I think it's a toss-up between Moraine and Yennefer in this one. Um, it, and it, and it again, yeah. it just comes down to... I, I like that Yennefer, I think, is a bit more battle-hardened, a bit more pragmatic, yeah. a bit more realistic but moraine is i don't think she has the level of like battle magic yeah i I don't want to name spoiler level stuff but there's stuff that happens relatively early in the first book of wheel of time that you can see what moraine has yeah and she's capable of right that i feel like she shows those things at there and there's a particular you know there's a particular thing she can do that i'm dancing around that any wheel of time big fans are probably like screaming at their <laughs> like at their car radio or whatever <laughs> like there's car speakers yeah, car I think we do we're not we don't broadcast <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing we're not we're not on the radio Charles. <laughs> no. okay they're screaming at their car speakers uh you know a two-syllable word that i can't say um that moraine is capable of doing and i just think that 
Moraine has this one yeah. with the greater battle magic skills. Yeah. Uh, ha- all great characters. Yeah. All great characters. And I would agree. I I think Moraine just has set the precedent for being capable of some really impressive like battle magic. Yeah. That Yennefer hasn't like Yennefer is obviously a very powerful magic user in the world of The Witcher, but I just don't think we've seen the same level of like destruction <laughs> that we've seen from Moraine. Right. So I'm happy to give it to Moraine as well. I think you know I think Yennefer dis- like kills Egwene, Moraine kills Ari, and then no. they do they duke it out. Uh, Yennefer and Moraine. Brutal. Because <laughs> I think Moraine Charles, and Egwene are going to try and buddy up, and Yennefer is just not going to let, let him Ari. happen. <laughs> and Ari's not going to defeat anybody, you know, if poor Ari. Hmm. And Egwene, although very, you know, very admirable in her own rights, just, she's just, she's just outclassed. Like, first of all, she's in the same universe as Moraine, and Moraine is kind of her, you know, it's kind of taken on this super, like this. Gandalf role yeah. in the series, so it's hard to right. say that someone that's not Gandalf beats Gandalf. So right away, you can't win there, and then you have, you know, just, you can't win. And and then Yennefer is like super accomplished in in Witcher. So I, if it was just Yennefer Egwene, yeah, I would give it to Yennefer. So that's sure. where that's where I'm at. I, you know, I think you're right. This is hard for me to imagine <laughs> uh, because of the the things that would happen to characters I care about. But yeah, I, I'm just thinking of this Patrick Rothfuss gif that I drop sometimes on Twitter. That is him. It's him in an interview and he's just saying, and I only cope by not thinking about it too much. (laughs) And that's me thinking me trying to deal with this. Who would win battle Royale? Like Ari has to go down here. Let's, uh, I'm right. only coping by there's not thinking about too much. But you're right, Charles. This is how it would play out. I wish out. there was more. Like, there's some canon I'd be interested in seeing. That I don't think Rothfuss would ever write. But I'd be interested to see what Ari can do when pushed in the corner, you know, and yeah. like fight or flight moment. Because there's always this mystery about she would Ari. Flight. About she would fly. Yeah, but if she's okay, fight if or she's flight, in, she'd if run. If she's in the corner and she can't run, and yes. Moraine is about to just you know wipe her off mm. the face of existence, like what would she do? And I feel like Rothfuss has intentionally been like, is Ari just kind of like mysterious? A, is just yeah. kind of like a, an an unwell person, or is she actually really sage and all knowing? Like she kind of right. walks that line very well, and that hasn't really been tested. And we still don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. We still don't te- know. So it's like part of the spoiler free stuff is not saying things that we speculate on but the point is that we are speculating on right. things still about those because book three isn't out yet so who knows what Ari is capable like, of is she just we like a ask, harmless yeah. a harmless yeah. emaciated young um, person or wait. is she like a is she like a Gohan type <laughs> where like yeah. pushed to the limit like, she goes berserker which it's hard to imagine yeah. but it's hard to imagine her being defeated. Also, she's such like a yeah. all, the seemingly like knowledgeable, wise younger person, but she's also but got the childlike innocence. Yeah, and yeah, a weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like so yeah. it's hard to say. And because we don't have that canon of her being like pushed and like having to decide if she's gonna yeah. actually like I don't even think fighting is something that she like registers as a thought. Like, oh, do I have to fight this person now? Like, I don't think she ever goes there mentally right so it's hard to put her in a combat it's just not situation the way of things. yeah it's just not the yeah, way of right. things so. she knows the way of things and that would not be the way right and 
I think, yeah. No, I, I think this all makes a lot of sense, Charles. I, you know, as as always, <laughs> we're very excited for book three, but we also want to... We wait patiently. Like, be, yes, we wait patiently because we, we sit still as still, as <laughs> Ari might say. Right. As we wait for Rothfuss to, you know, in his own time, produce a book that he feels like he's proud of and um we're excited for it as much as anyone else doors of stone right doors of stone we think it's going to be incredible um or is it door door of stone um door the like i don't the doors of stone yeah um yeah i don't want to mess it up on my on my after i didn't know the name of the harry potter first if i was pushed for the record if i was in a corner like ari in fight or flight mode and i had to name the harry potter first movie i think i could have got there charles but you are it is fair it is fair the doors of stone we're very excited about and, and the uh, sorcerer's yeah, stone. But we wait patiently. Oh. And the sort all these stones. That's we're right. very excited about all of it. So yeah, well, this was a, I Charles, I feel great. This is this might be one. the best who would win. <laughs> like, you know, who's to say if our improv skills did as well as people might be hoping for. But that being said, I think the generator gave us yeah, no, the best matchups that we've ever some had. Some of the most interesting, like you said, interesting matchups, right? Whether it's the best content we've done and who would win is up to the listeners. You decide, you wonderful decide. listener. But we were given the gift of interesting matchups yeah. consistently across this episode, which we don't always get. I mean, some of them were landslides, obviously, but it was still fun to speculate. And yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, this was some this was some good stuff here. So yeah, always a blast, Charles. This is like the, I mean, this is the kind of crap that you and I used to do before we ever recorded it. Just speculate yeah. on complete nonsense. And now we do it and other people will, like to hear it yeah. which is Hopefully. always talking to me yeah well they do it uh, yeah uh, well anyway we listeners out I, there and we love you for listening yes. and making it through this we hope you enjoyed it uh and that you aren't just waiting for the next abercrombie book to be to be coming yeah. <laughs> there's we, you're just kind of coasting until like, we do okay, red country yeah. it's like okay but where's red country yeah. we get a little of that it's coming it's, it's all coming. we know it's all we well yeah we know it's all love red country it's coming i you know i've got i'm on like the last chapter over i've done all the episode notes already we're, we're just about there, there. we go but uh it, yeah. it's it's not it's time yet and we'll get there and we're gonna get into artifact mm-hmm. space with christian cameron the author of the yes. book listed as miles so cameron on, on the on the cover so i mean we're going on fiction fans soon, going too. on fiction fans soon. we're talking the witcher we're talking terry yeah. pratchett i mean guys you're not gonna want to miss any of the upcoming fun shenanigans but until then i think we're just going to have to listen to that sweet sweet outro right Dylan? let's get that sweet sweet outro music pumping charles all right here we go Thank you, everyone, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard today, reach out to us over on the Twitter sphere over at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. We are also on Instagram at the FTF Podcast. Now, Dylan, if they like what they heard today and they want to support the show further than social media and they just so happen to be listening on apple Podcasts, what can they do 
toss five stars to our podcast. Just find that Friends Talking Fantasy page on the Apple Podcast app. (laughs) Click the Friends Talking Fantasy page and scroll down past all those episodes until you start seeing stars. Once you're seeing stars, the optimal number of stars to click in order to support the show would be five of them. Yes. If you you have a little bit of extra time, then writing a review is super helpful for a podcast like ours. But just listening is more than enough. Guys, thank you (laughs) all so so much much for making it to the end of listening to all our shenanigans. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.